Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. One plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Our future is closer than we think. Our needs are growing. And so is the demand for energy, including more U.S. oil and natural gas. Our economy, our security, our nation all run on energy. Oil and natural gas make up more than 70% of the energy we use every day. And American energy is produced to among the highest environmental standards in the world. It's time to shine a light on the policies that threaten a reliable energy future. Policies like restricting access to U.S. oil and gas leases, limiting U.S. liquefied natural gas, and canceling pipeline projects. The realities we face are clear. American energy is America's advantage. Tell Washington we need smart policies today to ensure a brighter tomorrow. Visit lightsonenergy.com. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. So, you ready to start a podcast? Well, Spotify for Podcasters is the absolute perfect solution. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters. They make it super easy to record and edit right from your computer. And not only that, it lets you distribute your content everywhere and even earn cash. And the best part, it's absolutely free. You literally have no excuse. So I suggest you go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters and start creating today. So you get married, right? You love this woman. Right, her name. Let's just say her name is. Uh, let me make Tanya. A, yeah, let me make a name up though. I don't. I ain't try to put <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> let's say you got Tanya, right? Both of y'all got Tanya, right? And you get married and you have a beautiful wedding, right? But when you go down to the courthouse and you fill out the paperwork, what's Tanya's new last name? Your last name. Your last name, right? Nature, the natural law of things is that as a man, whether you a bird a lion, a bear, or human, as a man, you should be providing for what you have either produced or you are taking into as your responsibility. Welcome to Harley Initiated, where real men talk real shit. And it is your host, Tyshawn Jackson, rocking with my co-host, Ryan Ketchins. What's good, man? We, we got a legend on the, on, the, on the stage right now. <laughs> man, we got an absolute legend. This is an yeah. OG edition, coming here hot, coming here live. And this was requested because I don't know if y'all seen the episode, my, my lawyer followers, y'all seen the episode that we shot with K2, Keep Women Feminine. By the way, go ahead and cop 
You keep women feminine shirts. Look below, literally. It's all integrated and synced in so pretty with the YouTube. You just got to scroll down right there. <laughs> go ahead. Pause the goddamn video. Buy it right now, okay? Just do me a favor. Yeah. Pause that. Buy it right now. But inspired from that show. The ladies love K2, man. They're the, like, who made this man? So that, so, so that means, by the way, this is the man who made him. We got a coach. We got a serial entrepreneur and a legend. I got Kendall Ficklin Sr. here. On the <laughs> What's up, man? What's up, Ken? How you feeling, man? Yo, I appreciate that intro. I don't know if I call myself a legend, but definitely an OG. Definitely an OG. Yo, I'm honored Good. to be here. Uh, super excited. Um, I know we've been trying to make this happen. I remember we, in Linux, rolled up on me. It's like, yo, I want to get you on the show. All right, go, cool, cool. Get with my people. Get that thing scheduled. And then my people was like, they shoot on this day. I'm like, ooh, no, I can't do that. <laughs> Let me tell you, so that, so that, because we were only shooting on Sundays, yeah. so that had us change our whole idea. It was concept. you. Yeah, it oh. was you. What kind of guests we need to get and what days we need to do. So we was like, yo, you know, if our guests can't do Sundays, which makes sense, yeah. very successful men, you know, very busy, want to spend time with their families and have personal lives and things like that. So we said, hey, we got to get another day. And see, I actually adopted this philosophy directly from you when, when I was attending the G-Men events. And I remember you spoke on the concept of work-life balance. And you actually debunked it all. You threw it off. You said it does not at all exist. Mm -hmm. And I want you to kind of speak on your whole concept on that. I don't believe in balance. Balance doesn't exist. I believe in rhythm. Rhythm exists. That's how the universe is made up. So if, if you're on two and four, you got rhythm, right? So what I do is it's almost like this. It's going to go like a, what's that heart machine? That thing be going dip, 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 dip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. when that joint goes, you dead, right? right? So <laughs> I've incorporated my life and my business into one thing. So I do life and business. So my calendar says I wake up in the morning and then typically between 6 and 6.30, I'm training, right? After that, I'm meditating. After that, I'm reading. By 7 a.m., maybe by 7.30, 8 a.m., every day, Monday through Friday, it says hunt. Hunt means I'm going to get new business. Mondays at 12 o'clock, it says uh, Karen and Kendall. That's me and my wife. Now, we could have a session. We could talk about business, but it's locked in the calendar. Every Sunday at 12 p.m. it says call moms. Every Monday at 9.30 it says call unk. He's like my father. Once a month I set up family day. That's like all the kids. They bring their wives, their husbands, jump offs, grandbaby. Like y'all bring. But we only do two hours. <laughs> right. After two hours y'all can stay here, but I got to go. Right. Once a month we do son's day. So we did my sons. Alfred brings his sons. And we have a private session just with the sons. Whether we go to golf, we do like an activity, or we just go and sit down and chop it up. And they love that. Two hours, that's all you get. Once a month, I have daughter's day. I, I meet with the daughters. My wife does it once a month, too. But it's all in the calendar. At 5 p.m. every day, done. Business day is done. Then I go into my evening routine. So what I've done is I've created a rhythm, morning routine, daily routine, evening routine. I wake up, I work. I shut it down, and in the evening, like, I don't do no calls after 5. No call, unless it's a money call. I might do that, like, for 30 minutes. I'll do that. But other than that, I'm with the family. I'm, I'm winding down. I do my best not to train in the evening because it keeps me up. But I literally have a routine, and I do that Monday through Friday. Sundays are designed for family. Mm. That's just me and my wife. If we want to, like, even today, we're going to go do lunch together. But on Sunday we have time blocked off where we spend time together. That's my day to get ready for the week, especially in the evening. So I don't do work that day. So when you was like, yo, we do it on this day, I'm like, yeah, it don't fit in with my rhythm. And I think if everybody starts to think about their life as a rhythm and stop trying to make, create balance, because balance is something that you got to create. Rhythm already exists. You just plug and play. So it's interesting you say that because a lot of people, they think of, you're, when they see you, they think, oh, he's an entrepreneur. He's a coach. He gets to do what he wants to do. And I want to be an entrepreneur so I can just do whatever I want to do. But you, you actually have regimented your life where you literally, just like how when people go to a nine to five, they have a complete schedule. You've li literally given yourself yeah. that schedule. Yeah. When did you adopt? When did you realize I got to get on pace like this? So here's the thing that most people don't realize. I'm 54. I just look 30, right? But I'm 54. I've been a full-time business owner, hustler, entrepreneur for 30 years. So I done messed shit up. I done, I done made money. I lost money. I made mistakes. Um, learned a lot. And so just in this season of my life, maybe in the last couple of years, I was like, yo, I need to get more discipline when it comes to time. Because I, like when I was younger, just like with Kendall, we'd be young. We'd be in the barbershop, right? And um, I would come up with an idea. Like somebody might come in and sell, selling something. 
And I'd be like, yo, we need to find out where he get that. And let's <laughs> like, find out, like, we gonna be the plug. We was doing uh, DVDs. We was wholesaling distribution to the whole, like all the cats that were selling DVDs. But I had that energy. I was willing to take chances. Once I got a little bit more mature, not older, I got mature, I was like, yo, hurry up and slow down. So what I said was, I need to become more disciplined so that I can respond more. When I'm moving too fast, I'm only reacting because I'm not giving my mind time to think about, yo, what's really happening here and how is this going to affect the long game? See, when you're young, you're only thinking about, right, it's like when you're young, you go to the club and you see a bad chick. I'm talking about she fire and you walk over to her. And I tell women, it's like, yo, when he see you, he ain't trying to marry you. He want to smash. Right. It's, right? it's so physical attraction. It's physical. Yeah. And then you like, yo, you go smash. In your mind, you like, I might have to put in 30 days work. <laughs> right. I might have to just exchange numbers. But yeah. you might get lucky if she come home with you. You might smash that night. Then you smash that night. You like, yeah. You ain't strap up. Mm. You went raw. You bust <laughs> off. Because shoot, you, shoot was, you wasn't thinking about tomorrow. <laughs> right. You was only thinking about tonight. Because you was moving too fast. And you young. So now I got a little older. I was like, mm-mm, we playing the long game here. So I'm married to my wife. Everything I do is based on the long game. So that regimen that I put in place, I'm like, yo, I'm trying to, when I'm 74, I'm trying to be living the way I want to live. So if I'm thinking about the long game, everything I do today is setting me up for the 64-year-old version of Kindle. And that's not necessarily wise. That's smart. Because I'm saying, think about LeBron. LeBron, 37. Averaged 30 points a game last season. Still playing at a high level. Chris Paul, still in the playoff. Playing the game at a high level. Why? Chris Paul said he went vegan at a certain point. Mm -hmm. um, LeBron said he trained, he got $1.52 million a year on his body, on his and, body. and his mind. Why? Because they realized at a certain point that they can't do the same things at 35 that they did at 25. They got smart. They matured. And they said, if I want to play this game, life or business, at a high level, I need to make sure that my physical energy, my mental energy, and my emotional energy, and for those of y'all that need to tap in your soulful or your spiritual energy, are always on 10. If that's always on 10, then you're going to make decisions so that you continue to play that game at, at the long game. And see, I, I like that because that, that makes a lot of sense. It seems like your not only your regimen, your schedule, but also your activities are targeted or aimed at these specific goals. Bro, I only focus on high value activity. That make so. This is where I get stuck at. Wait, wait. Let me tell you what high okay. value activity is. I got goals, targets, and objectives. Right. I Across America, BP supports more than two hundred and seventy-five thousand jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I'll give you an example. I'm running a half a marathon next month. Right? At 54 years old. Second one. I did one in February. How far is that, by the way? What's the half? Thirteen point one miles. Oh shit! That's of, ankles, yeah. knees. Bro, I did the joint. I was in Miami in February. I ran the first one. My goal was to do it in two and a half hours. I did it in three hours and nine minutes. As I was crossing the finish line, I just broke down and cried. My wife was standing there waiting for me. I crawled up in her arms like a little baby and cried. <laughs> but guess what I said? Ooh. So watch this. She said, "So what's next?" I said, "I don't know, bro. You asked me, you know, like I ain't trying." She said, "Why don't you do a, a bodybuilding thing?" I'm like, "What?" She said, yeah, do it like a, I was like, you're trying to say I need to get tight. Like, what <laughs> right, you trying right. to say? <laughs> you got no muscles. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but then I said, I said, yo, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to run another one, right? And when I say I'm another, I'm running another one, in my mind now, I'm like, I'm going to do it in two hours and 15 minutes, right? Because I done did it now. I know how I need to train. See, last February, the last month, I trained on the treadmill because it was too cold. That was the worst thing ever. My knees, my legs was done. My wind was good. Around the, the sixth or seventh mile, my, my lower body was like, I'm done. My wind was good, but my body, my lower, my legs and stuff was like, yo, it's a wrap. I'm done with that. So I'm training for the next one in June. High value activity means I am not, I am only going to do things when it comes to that, that's helping me train for this. Any activity that is pulling me away from that, I'm done. I can't do it. So if you guys setting goals, targets, and objectives, 
all your activity, which is high-value activity, is only designed to get you closer to the goal, targets, and objectives. Anything or anybody that's pulling you away from that is low-value activity. Mm. And if it's a low-value activity, it is not important. So that's when you got to make decisions as a mature man to say, yo, am I going to allow this phone call, this distraction, this side, this, this, even if it's money, am I going to allow that to take me away from my goals, targets, and objectives? I like that. That goes back to another very powerful quote I get from you. Before you go to influencing online, you need to be influencing in real life. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. And yeah. that, that's people, what, not, people breaking that law all over the place. They're breaking that law. And, I mean, that means having the disciplines actually do, like, work in the process, you know, and, and when you start doing that, you're going to earn the followership. Mm -hmm. You're going to naturally earn the followership, especially as you invest in putting yourself out there for people to see you. It's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to all align, add up, and make sense. Yep. But it's a lot of trickery going on. So I want to talk about another viral moment because we had K2 on the show. Yeah. He, um, I think his, this video got like 2.9 or 2.8 million views on TikTok. And what he said in that clip was that a man should always pay the mortgage for his household. Yes, sir. Now, the reason that the clip goes viral is always because it's going to be opposing ideas. But it has to have some element of truth to it. But the, what I want to ask you is, what does that allow a woman to do when the man is taking responsibility for the financial uh, uh, burden? So watch this. Uh, I'm going to give you two pieces to it. So let's just take religion off of it for a second, right? Um, when you, as a man, you marry a woman, right? Let's just say you marry. No. Okay, no, let's single. say you're single too, right? Right. So watch. Y'all get married. So we right? confused. You see, we confused. No, no, yeah, I got you. I got you. I got you. Like, I'm going to just make it down to the simplest form, right? Because a lot of people be like, well, the Lord said this. No, no, forget the Lord for a second. No disrespect, <laughs> Lord, but watch this. So you get married, right? You love this woman, right? Her name, let's just say her name is, uh, let, me make Tanya. Name. Yeah, let me make a name up, though. I, don't, I ain't trying to put it <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> let's say you got Tanya, right? Both of y'all got Tanya, right? And you get married and you have a beautiful wedding. Right? But when you go down to the courthouse and you fill out the paperwork, what's Tanya's new last name? Your last name. Your last name, right? Nature, the natural law of things is that as a man, whether you a bird, a lion, a bear, or human, as a man, you should be providing for what you have either produced or you are taking into as your responsibility. So now your woman gets your last name. You might have a child. I tell my, my kids, if you have a, my sons, you have a child, if you're not married to her, we go fill out the birth certificate and that baby get your last name, <laughs> period. Right. Now, the reason for that is because you are a man. You're the maintainer. You are responsible for providing food, clothing, and shelter. The animal kingdom is like that, the eagle. Um, I read a story that said that the male and the female eagle, they do a smash and grab. She get pregnant. The male ego starts to go up and create a nest. So he goes from, he finds that the highest mountain or the highest tree where he can build a nest for his girl and the little eaglets to chill out in. So he's going down to the bottom, back up, and he builds a nest. Along with that, he finds these sharp pointy edges to put around the side of it to protect them. While he out hunting and doing his thing. Once he go do that, my man is going out to look for food. And every now and then, he'll bring some food back. Mama gives birth. She got little eaglets. She in there taking care of the eaglets. My man will drop some food off. Something tried on the outside try to come in. It's going to get pricked and poked. At a certain point, mama throw the kids out. You got to go get down out of here. You're going to have to learn how to fly. Now, they either, they either fly or they, they die. But when they come back, those same thorns that papa put in, pricks them and they like, oh, every time I come back home, it's going to hurt a little bit. So that is built in to say, wow. yo, you can come back, but every time you come back, it's going to hurt. I'm training you to go stand on your own. And if you're a male ego, you see me going to go get this done. You see me trying to make that happen. It's the same thing with us. You're not supposed to, bro, you're not supposed to let your woman take care of nothing. She took your last name. And even if you're not married, if you're in a committed relationship, you go pick her up. See, we're in this new society now, right? where um, she got to open up her own door. Exactly. And what happened is most women have seen all this new shit. And you know why you, know why you get all this stuff on people with social media with women saying why this and why that? Because they ain't never seen a real man. You ain't never even heard of a real man, right? So watch. The reason why my son said that is because 
I had Kendall when I was 19. His mama was 18 or 20 and 19. We was young, right? And so the first thing she said was, my father going to kick me out. Now, I knew he's a real OG, like a for real <laughs> OG, right? Now, I always he always treated me like a man because I always went to him like a man. And so she said, he going to kick me out. And I was like, ooh. So I immediately knew I'm going to have to go get a place for her. But I said, yo, I'm going to go tell him you're pregnant. You ain't even got to tell him. Before y'all married? This before? Oh, way before. We wasn't married. Like, we was just, you know, no. Nah. So I said, I'm going to go tell him you're pregnant. She was like, what? I was like, yeah. Like, I'm a man. Exactly. Because that's all I saw. So I went, had a talk with him. I said, yo, she pregnant. I'm going to go get us a spot. Because she said, you know, he said, and he sat me down like an OG. And he said, look, let me, let me tell you something. He said, I have to kick her out because I've been telling her and her sister since they were little girls that you're not bringing no babies in here. And if I go against my word, I'm going to lose the respect of my house. Lesson number one. Then as I'm talking to him, I'm talking to him. He said, all right, go ahead and get the place. He said, um, but don't you ever let her pay no rent. And I was like, why? And he said, she can pay the little bills, but you always take care of the roof over your head because that's your responsibility. And that stuck with me. That stuck with me along with a man always got to bring in what it takes. Why? Because that's, that's a natural thing. And so even when we were struggling, Kendall coming up, he looking at everything. I remember he was about 14 or 15. Me and his mom was about to go our separate ways. And um, I had given her the crib that she wanted she had to know, I think, was like 2600 a month. And I wasn't making nowhere near that. But I did it because she wanted it. I wasn't doing it to take care of my family. And I told him, I said, don't you ever do anything that's outside of your financial scope because then you perform it. And you can only keep a performance up for so long. So anytime you get a roof, you got to make sure that you can cover it if no other money is coming in from nowhere. Now, now with, with um, uh, the big, a big complaint I'm hearing from women is that, and even K2 did bring this up in that episode. He's like, yo, but listen, my, my wife, she actually wanted to be busy. They want to be busy. They want to have something to do. They're not going to just feel fulfilled by just being in the house. So how do you let her still express herself and move? Right. I, I ain't never said that she got to be. I don't want you in the house. You get your ass out. You need to go do something. <laughs> but, but watch this. There's something about having the freedom and the flexibility to do whatever it is you want. You, don't, you can work. Go to work. But I don't need your money. You keep that. Go do whatever you want to do. That's taking a burden off me to have to pay for whatever little side stuff you want. So the point is not that she don't have to work. You can go, what woman, if, if she thinking, if you thinking, is going to say, nah, I just, I don't want to, I just, I don't want to have to stay. If I'm telling you, yo, go work and make all the money you want, I don't need it. And the house don't need it. Every woman going to want that. Unless she just feel like I want to contribute. You just do whatever you want to do with your money. That's freedom and flexibility. What woman don't want that? I agree with you, but I just think it's just it's a confusion. It's confusion about what's been been put out in the media. It's confusion about you know what, what has been put out in the media. I think what's been putting out is that independence, not having to depend on a man, not having to depend. Who put on that this. out there? That's a good point. That is, now, now we now we going to some a different conversation. Yeah, Yo, bro, watch. Like we've been emasculated as black men for a long time, right? And and. Right, like I see my man Westbrook, man wearing dresses and shit. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm all, I'm all with fashion. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but when hey, you, we wouldn't have had your ass on the show if you came up here wearing some right, like, right. like some stuff is just. So what has happened now? We have become emasculated by design. So like, and don't get me wrong. Like back in the day, men weren't perfect either. But as black men now, we've become emasculated. We've been locked up. Drugs have been putting into the community. Most and I'm not going to say most, we're looked upon as being lazy, right? Like the, the media has been really turned against us more on the negative side than the positive side. Absolutely. So what happens now is we're being inf influenced by the media. We're looking at stuff, and the media has given us a slant on what manhood is. But shows like this are saying, yo, let me give you the opposite side of this, and this is the side that you really need to take. Think about COVID. When the last time you seen something on the, on the news about COVID? I haven't seen any. And so we would think it don't exist, but right. it does. But because we are so used to consuming, because we're so used to just taking stuff in and not thinking for ourselves, you'll go look at, uh, what's the dude that just died? What's his name? Kevin Samuel. Samuels. And, I mean, women going against what he's saying, all that. Bro, it's just real simple. If you're a woman 
when you're looking for a man, you're looking for somebody that you that can compliment you. And if you say, yo, I'm looking for a man that we can do some things together, absolutely do some things together. Every company has a CEO. Not two of them. Bruh, you a CEO, you a CFO. So when I work with uh, partners, business partners, and they male and female, and they might be husband and wife, the first assignment I do on the team session is I need y'all to uh, talk about roles and responsibility. Who's the CEO and who's the CFO, who's the COO? It never fails. Most times the man is the CEO. Or if there is a, a, a skill set thing, it might go the other way. But both two people can't occupy the same space at the same time. Two things can't occupy the same space at the same time. Somebody got to make the decision. So typically it'll be the man that makes a decision. But that doesn't mean you're an authoritarian. It just means you have authority. So I'm assuming in your household you operate as a CEO and your, your woman operates as a CFO. Yep. So what does what um, what am I what am I looking for? What does that help a woman with when she's able to manage and control the finances? Yeah, she runs everything. Like it's just my responsibility to be the overseer, and she'll come to me when she needs help. What that does is you're empowering a woman to be a woman, bro. By nature, she's a nurturing. She give birth. Bro, the babies cling to mama more than they, they done sat up in there for nine months. So I got her nurturing the house. I got her nurturing the business. She's nurturing the kids. She's nurturing me. That's what she's supposed to do by nature. Anything outside of that doesn't mean you can't work. But you're, all right, so I'm about to, we might have a viral moment with what I'm about to say. (laughs) Let's do it. So so you've heard that a woman need to be and stay in her place, right? I'm not going to say it like that. A woman needs to stay in her space. And you have to determine what that space is. The number one space is nurturing, developing, cultivating. That's why the, you have the babies she, in the nine months and all that. But then truth be told, she's nurturing and developing a man. Mm. You heard the saying, they say, oh, it take a man to make a man. It takes a man to give you the example and the characteristics of being a man once you reach a certain age. My mother's an OG. She made a man. Mm. Don't get that thing twisted. Now, you meet a man, and he'll give you, yo, this is what manhood looks like. Pop going out, paying the bills. But he ain't never go to the park with you necessarily. and So he's not giving you the whole thing. But mama is showing you how to be responsible. She's showing you how to really have character, have integrity, how she's, to take care of stuff. She's uh, helped construct your subconscious as well with affirmations and, and, and telling you the things that you can do and, and be successful at. Bro, we're going to work and make money. And so there has to be a dynamic there. One needs to nurture, one needs to cultivate, one needs to put the character in, one needs to show you what the work ethic looks like. So it's, it's, it's mutualism. Every relationship that you're in should be mutually beneficial. It doesn't mean that it's equal giving, but there's equal sacrifice. You don't want your relationship to be neutral, meaning we just here. We smashing, we grabbing, and we good. Or parasitic, she taking everything I got, he taking everything I got. Nah, we in this thing together. And if you rocking with somebody together, you can do more, make more, be more, and have more. Now, as a father, because you got two daughters, right? Biological, yeah. Okay, so you, you got daughters as a father. Our future is closer than we think. Our needs are growing. And so is the demand for energy, including more U.S. oil and natural gas. Our economy, our security, our nation all run on energy. Oil and natural gas make up more than 70% of the energy we use every day. And American energy is produced to among the highest environmental standards in the world. It's time to shine a light on the policies that threaten a reliable energy future. Policies like restricting access to U.S. oil and gas leases, limiting U.S. liquefied natural gas, and canceling pipeline projects. The realities we face are clear. American energy is America's advantage. Tell Washington we need smart policies today to ensure a brighter tomorrow. Visit lightsonenergy.com. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Father who is very successful entrepreneur, knows how to provide for himself, provide for his family. How do you make sure that your daughter can take care of herself, but also put herself in a position to attract and and uh, make space for a man. Yeah, so the first rule of thumb is focus on who you need to be, not who you need to be with. I'm going to say it again, say it a little different. Focus on who you're meant to be, not who you're meant to be with. So that means you go, you get your education, because you're single. You don't have no children. You're single. This is your time. So watch this. 
from zero, from birth to 21 years old, that's the season of learning, right? Male and female, those are when we should be learning. From 22 to 42, that's earning. Those are your prime energy years. Those are the years that we're earning. From 43 to 63, 43, 63, those are living. Those are the years where you should be living. So you, earn, you learn, you earn, you live. And then from 64 on out, that's give. Let me give back. Let me share. So you learn, earn, live to give. So I'm telling my daughters from zero to 21, go learn. If you're going to go to school, go to school. If you're not going to go to school, don't go to school. Go, go, go learn some other things. When you're 22 and up, let's earn. These are our prime years to earn. Doesn't matter if you're male or female. Now, if you go out and you're doing those things, you're not only learning about life, but you're learning about yourself. So now you're going to attract somebody like you seen, mm. like Pop. So like my daughter Zakira, she just got married. I love Trey. That's my man. <laughs> I only met two, a dude in the beginning and Trey. Now, the dude in the beginning, while he was a great dude, I told him, like, yo, it's not going to make he a little, he ain't, he ain't got that dog. Not, no disrespect, but he ain't got that dog. Good dude, though. She used to seeing Pop run shit. Trey came along. I met him. I was like, yep, that's that dude. He ain't going to let you just run and walk all over him. He gives you that father, like, he like your Pop. So she don't call me Pop. She called me Daddy. <laughs> My daughters call me Daddy. Right. Because that's the relationship that I built. So I tell them, yo, as long as you're single, focus on you, and then you'll attract the right one. And that doesn't mean that you're not going to date some busters. But you shouldn't date them long term and, and knowing that they're not going to be, unless, all right, so let me say this. I don't say this to my daughters because that's a whole other thing. Now, if you can go into a relationship and smash and grab without getting emotionally attached, do your thing as a woman. That's cool. Typically, they're going to get emotionally attached. Facts. But if you can do it without getting emotionally attached, you know, just to get your back straightened out, that's cool. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's just keeping it real. Right. And if you do it, that's fine. But when you start saying, yo, I need somebody to build with, you get married to build. Me and my wife building. We building buildings. We're building businesses. We building relationships. We're building children. We building grandchildren. If I need somebody to build with, I need to know that if I'm, if I'm painting, she putting the, the template together. I got an architect. I got somebody that can build with me. I don't need nobody to just bring me no damn water. And, and what happens is if a woman is just going out looking for a man for money or sex, that's what you're going to get money or sex. You should be saying, yo, I need a compliment, a complimentary opposite. So is there an ideal phase? Because you broke it down into those phases. It's the learn, the earn, the live, and the give. Is there an ideal phase that we need to be finding a partner in for a man and a woman? Or is it just, does it just happen depending have, on where you at? Yeah, we don't have no control over that, right? We just don't. Like, I didn't have any. My wife is my best friend. Second marriage. My first wife is a good woman. She just wasn't good for me, especially in this season of my life. There is no, you, you just go through your process. In the process, be open to things that are happening in between the process. So a, a big mistake that we make is we don't think we can chew gum and walk at the same time. Or we're trying to chew three and four pieces of gum and walk at the same time. Get in your process of learning, earning, living, and giving. When opportunities come in to meet and connect with people, forget about trying to, I told my, um, my youngest daughter this, and I told Zakira this before. Just because you meet somebody, that don't mean this is a long-term relationship. Some cats you'll meet, it might not be no sex involved, but this person had brought something to my life that is of value. Mm. There is a thing as having friends, right? And I had to learn that even in my older years. So every relationship that you have or you get into, stop looking at it as an intimate relationship, right? The first thing you do, that's why they used to call it courting. Right, you remember back in the day to be like, yo, we're gonna court. See, explain, mm -hmm. explain, yeah, explain yeah. that to us. So courting means just like when you go to court, it is let me present all this evidence to see if I'm gonna find you worthy, not guilty or guilty, worthy or not. But so what happens is you go to the club, you meet somebody. Now this is the this is the way. So, all right, so you go to the club. Now in our mind, the first thing we want to do is smash, right? Because she got a fatty. She boom, I'm trying to hit that. But then she'll say, mm -mm, we ain't doing that. And you know, we're gonna exchange numbers. So now if she's doing this the right way, this is the way I train my girls, you have conversations with that individual to determine if they qualify for you to physically go out with, right? Now, now we conversating, 
I'm learning about you in conversation. I'm seeing if everything you're saying is lining up, lining up. I'm asking questions. We talking over a period of time. And then that is the dating process. That's the beginning of it. Then you're like, yo, let's go out. First place we go is somewhere public. Right? <laughs> now, this now, is a good game, by the way. This right, is the, yeah. right, right. Bro, I've been talking to you as a woman. So now I know I like your conversation. You funny, you know, so forth and so on. Let's go out. But I ain't coming to the crib yet for you to cook for, you to cook for me. We're going to go to movies. We're going to go to Starbucks. We're going to, like, go somewhere and just sit down. And you do that over a period of time. Now, watch this. The longer you make me wait, the more you're going to see who I really am. Now, if I'm a real G, I'm a wait. I'm, I'm going to run this game out for years if I have to <laughs> before I smash. Right, right. right. But if, Slayer. <laughs> if I'm a buster, my true color's going to show. See, the problem is most women don't make them wait. Or if she give it to you, you got to be willing to say, yo, I just want to get my back straightened out. I ain't emotionally attached to it. But make him chase you. And if he chases you, don't answer every phone call. Don't answer every text. Phone call, uh, talk with him on the phone. Go out with him. Then you get to the point where you're like, yeah, I think he might. I'm coming to the crib, and you can cook me dinner. And you're excited because you think this is the night. But don't give him none. You got to earn that put. Let me, let me tell you. The, <laughs> hey, the fellas, they love and hate in this game right now. They, they love and they, hate they, it. They, they love but it for their daughters. They hate it for their for the chicks see, they see, try that's to get. The thing. I was talking to Ryan about this. I said, you, you got to know the game well enough as a man where you could even – Run the game and give the game. Mm -hmm. Like, if my daughter comes to me and says, yo, Pop, how do I do this? I got this guy, like, how do I do it? Can you only tell your daughter, like, the shit that, I mean, you're you going to just tell your daughter to give it up? Right. I mean, the, shit, the game that you run it, or you're going to really be able to put your daughter in the best position? Yeah. So you really got to know both sides of it. So I, I really love the fact that she was able to lace him like that. The ladies just got laced. Yeah, that's a really good formula, too. But again, they got to make the choice. So the biggest problem in that is she's going to get emotionally attached and it's the emotions that cause us to make bad decisions see most of us don't realize emotions are to be managed not acted on let that breathe when you're managing your emotions now you can step back because typically if you make a decision in the heat of an emotion it's typically like mm, should i have done that there might be consequences but if you manage that emotion and say, before I make that decision, let me step back and think about it. Let me come out of the emotional piece. Most women are emotional because he looked good. He done said he loved me. He done did this or he checking it. He doing what I call temperature checks. He, hey, how you doing this morning? Just want to check up on you. Hey, uh, everything good? Hey, just want to say goodnight before you go to bed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> look, right, like, yeah. <laughs> I call them temperature checks. Or you, you, you breaking up, right, but you still smashing. And we still smashing for one or two reasons. I don't want nobody else to hit it. Mm -hmm. I'm keeping you just close enough because I don't want nobody else to hit it. And I'm keeping you just close enough just in case I want to stay around. Because I really ain't canceled my contract with this other chick. And that's the thing, man. You got to, as a woman, you got to say, if a man come into your life, he got an opportunity. If he passes those conversations, you can put him on a 10-day contract. That means he's on a contract and you determine what's in that contract. 10 days, we can go out, we can date. You might want to smash or you might not. But put him on a 10-day. If he, if he performs in that 10-day contract, you might want to put him on a 90-day contract. If he performs in the 90-day, but don't give him no sex. We in it for the sex. And once we get the sex, we feel like we ain't got nothing else to conquer. That's when you really find out if you like a chick or not. Bro. <laughs> and then watch. If I make it through the 90-day contract... Then you might put me on the travel squad, meaning we can go out of town. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But if we don't go through these phases, if you just jump in, I'm sorry, if you just jump in and you smashing, as a man, I ain't got nothing else to hunt. Like my man Lil Wayne said, it's like, soon as I come, I come to my senses. <laughs> right. Bro. I mean, bro, watch this. How many times have you bust off and be like, damn, I shouldn't have did that? Many times. Oh, man, Too many. Yeah. Too many. Why? Now watch this. If she had made you wait, it's the one that make you wait. It's the one that's like, and, and don't get me wrong, she may not make you wait, but if she don't make you wait and disallows you to do whatever it is you want to do, we ain't got nothing to hunt. We are hunters by nature. And, and, and as see, a the man, thing you're about not going to have is, any patience to just wait on something that you're not, you're not really yeah. dealing with, and see, deal with. And really, while you're waiting, what you're really doing is thinking. Yeah. You really are able to think and evaluate and be practical and logical. Because in that moment, ain't no, ain't no practicality in the moment. It's all instinct. Mm -hmm. it's, just that, it's just that beast yeah, it's, it's, coming up out of you. We're going down to our lower form. But here's the thing. It's mind, body, and soul. 
sometimes we're only functioning from the body. We ain't really thinking. That's why we say, damn, I shouldn't have did that. But if you put all three together, now watch this. This is where it comes in, in life as well as business. Most people, like whenever I'm working with somebody, the first thing I say is, do you have a therapist? And they'd be like, nah, you need to get a therapist because we all crazy. But what a therapist does is it helps you to think. They help you to think and manage your emotions. Most of us don't manage. We're not practicing managing our emotions. So most of the decisions we make are from our base desires. Money. Man, I'm going to go get this bag. You ain't thinking about all the work you got to do to go get it. You want it fast because you're used to getting everything fast. We like we dropping content fast. We got microwaves fast. We ain't trying. I ain't got to cook. I could do DoorDash fast. Sometimes not that fast, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. Right? And until you really slow down and start thinking, like some of the old shit that we used to do is way better than this new shit. Beepers was the best thing ever. Why? Somebody used to beat me, and until I got to a payphone, I ain't have to call you back. Somebody texts you now, three minutes go by. Yo, why you ain't text me back? Damn, it's just been three minutes. Exactly. We're forced to do things fast, and because we move it so fast, we ain't thinking. Mm. And I, w- I want to talk about that because you, you kind of broke down some buckets, and I, it's another philosophy I think that you're really good at breaking down. You talk about these different buckets in life because as men, man, the standard is so high for us. There's so many things that we have to invest in all at once. And, you know, I, I feel like in different phases of our lives, we focus on it's, 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 t- it's a time and a place to really put, you know, our focus and our energy in certain buckets. But I remember you breaking down on, on one of your teachings, the different buckets that we have in life mm-hmm. and how we need to invest in them all to kind of keep them all growing. Can, can, can you can you uh, break that one down? Because I, cause I yeah. really need that shit right now, actually. I call it the, the core four. Right. So the four buckets. So f- the first bucket is your mindset. The second bucket is your health set. The third bucket is your relationships. And the fourth bucket is your wealth or your finances. So the mindset is, like I have a philosophy now that is mindset over money, body before the bag. And what that means is to take care of myself first and the money will take care of and the bag will take care of itself. Mindset is how am I growing mentally every day? Am I meditating? What am I reading? Who am I listening to? What am I hearing? What podcast am I listening to? How am I mentally growing every single day? Mindset. Health set is not just physical, but it's also mental health. So I got to make sure that I am physically fit, right? But also mentally fit, right? Meaning my, my, uh, my mental health is being stimulated and being taken care of. So that's your health set. The relationships, making sure that your relationships have, you're putting time, energy, and effort into your relationships, not just with your girl, with your kids, with your mother, your father, if they're still alive, with your inner circle, right? The confidants in your life. You want to be able to build, develop, and have meaningful relationships with people that you can add value to and people that add value to you. And in that last bucket, and it's last for a reason, is your financial like your wealth set. What does my active revenue look like? What does my passive revenue look like? How am I making money? Am I doing the right thing with the money? Do I have insurance? Do I have uh, my, uh, not just insurance, but do I have my finances in order? Like when I die, are they going to have to do a GoFundMe? And am I leaving a legacy? And here's the most important part of that wealth set. How do I want to live? What's the lifestyle that I want to live? Now watch this. If you think about mind, health, relationship, and wealth. If you're putting time, energy, intentional time, energy, and effort in all four of those buckets, what would your life look like? Amazing. And if your life is looking amazing, who are you going to attract? An amazing, amazing yeah, yeah, you're right. And not just no girl, <laughs> but you're going to attract. But what we do, we skip over all that shit. And we just like, yo, I'm going to go get a bag. Bro, anybody can make money. Even when I was broke, I was making money. But I had a leak in my bucket. I had a leak in the wealth bucket. I had a leak in the, in the mindset bucket. So as fast as money was coming in, it was going right out. So it's not about making money. If you get up and go to work every day, you're going to make money. The question is, can you multiply it and what you're going to do with it? Most people got leaks in their bucket. So they're going to make money, but they don't multiply it. They're not being fruitful with it. Man, that's, that's, that's insane. So is, is it realistic, though, that a man can put himself in a position, especially a young man who really don't his he, he he hasn't figured out the how to even make money like that and you know birthing a business is birthing 
a business from scratching the dust. Mm -hmm. Is it realistic that he can manage and invest in all of those things at once? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's just that what's important to you? So if I'm going to ask both of y'all a question real quick. What are the three most important areas in your life? Not the only three, but the three most important. I would say it's my, my health. It's my money. And then I would go for my family. Good. What about you, Ron? I would go health, money, and uh, r routine. Good. Routine. So now watch this. If you think about on average, from, on, a, on a percentage from zero to 100%, think about each of those areas. On average, how much time, energy, and effort are you putting into your health? On, on a scale from zero to hundred percent, I would say, I would say about 75 percent. What would you say, man? I, I would probably go with a good sixty to seventy percent as well. Good. How much time, energy, and effort are you putting into your money? Not just making it, but managing it and multiplying it. I'm gonna be honest. It's it's lower than fifty percent on that because I'm really on the making part, the multiplying. See, that's and why the I told him in there exactly. Yeah. What about you? That sounds about right. Good. And what was your last one? Routine. Mine's routine. And what was your last one? Family. Family. How much time, energy, and effort are you putting into your family? About 10%. 10. Oof. Yeah, it's about, yeah, it's, it's not good. I'm gonna it's not some, healthy. I'm going to give you some real shit. You just told me that those were the three most important areas of your life, but you ain't putting 90% of time into any one of them. How important are they really? If it's important to you, the only way that you can prove its importance is that you do what? Spend time with it. Your girl said, yo, you said you love me, but we don't never spend no time together. Well, baby, I got to make this money. But you ain't even putting the money in. You ain't even putting the time in the money. So if it's important to you and you identify this important, see what most of us don't do, we don't sit down and literally say to ourselves, yo, these are the things that are important. So we go back to the high value activity. How much high value activity am I putting into those important areas? Now watch this. If you were putting at least 80%, into all three of those areas, what would life look like for you? Way better. You know, I'm going to be honest because I'm actually, even that family, that family piece really strikes home because I'm, I'm embarrassed about that. I went to see uh, my grandma, my mom on Mother's Day, and I'm at my family's house. You know, I've been over there, you know, had not been over there in a couple months. And when I'm over there, I just decided, you know what, I'm going to take inventory of the house and I'm going to just check out the family house, see what things need to be fixed and those types of things. And I, man, I, I was in the bathroom and I had to, really stop myself from getting overwhelmed with emotion because I'm like I cannot believe I let my grandma live in this place and she need new front doors new back doors you know the gutters need to be replaced it's like and when I start taking inventory and I start running down with my grandma had a little 30 minute meeting about all the stuff that I'm gonna fix you know this is gonna end up being about five or six thousand dollars worth of stuff yep. and when I tell you the whole week I just been feeling blessed like and that's when I really realized like damn this is what I should be doing I can't say that I want to have this very healthy, successful wife and kids mm -hmm. if I'm not even doing what I need to be doing to take care of my, you know, the folks who came before me. Because without my grandma, you know, helping my mom, I'm paying my, putting me, my sister, and my mom, taking us out of an abusive situation, bringing us to her house that she bought mm -hmm. for all of us, I wouldn't even be here today. And watch this. Because it's important to you, and you now have taken that inventory, now you're saying, yo, I'm going to pour into that bucket. And as you pouring into that bucket, the bucket gets full. If there's leaks in it, that'll happen. That's what'll happen. You'll get emotionally tore up because yep. your ass know you wasn't doing what you're supposed to do. Yep, yep. Right? <laughs> and you're lying to yourself talking about it's important. Don't lie. Now you know it's important. So you just got to keep filling the bucket up. How I fill the bucket up? Let me take care of grandma. What I did, remember I said I do once a month family night. I'm filling up the family bucket. Like once that. a month with the kids. I keep, I have rhythm. So you fill up the bucket with your time investment. Energy well, and effort, the, not just time. Yeah, and energy, absolutely. Because you can be on the calendar and you could just not execute. And money, too, because I'm sure when you have yeah. all those hosting all those events, it's probably at your place. It's probably your cover food, everything. your snacks, yeah. everything. Yeah, I so. cover everything. Why? But I cover everything for, see, now we're going back. Tell me why I cover everything. Because, God damn it, I'm the man. Exactly. I just left from Jersey Saturday for Mother's Day. Hit my sister up. My mother stayed with her. I said, yo, I'm coming in Saturday night. Let's do dinner. Find a spot. Get unk, auntie, you, the kids, your husband, and mom. We get to the restaurant. Um, they sat on this side, this side. Guess where I sat? At the head. I sat at the head. Of now, course, my uncle is that dude. He, like my father, raised me. He was right to my left. 
My mother is the matriarch. Like, she still thinks she's a G, <laughs> right? So she sat at the right. My mother told me something a long time ago. She said, whoever sit at the head of the table pay, pay the bill. Absolutely. Pay what they weigh. My wife told me when I used to be an alcoholic, I was sitting in the garage one day, and I was drunk, like I usually was, smoking a pack of Newports, on the phone arguing with her about something she was right about. And I'm going in like, Yo, I'm coach, I'm doing all this shit. She was like, nigga, you don't pay what you weigh. I ain't even argue with her. I just listened and was like, yo, she right. So this past week, when I'm, I'm sitting at the table, because I'm a man, they don't all have my last name, but they fall up under my wheel. So I'm like, yo, no, I'm sitting here. I got the bill today. Cause I, and this is where I got emotional. As I look down both sides of that table, my uncle, my brother-in-law, my sister, my mother, when I was coming up and I ain't have nothing, they always covered me. They give you that little, a, that little $20, $40 when you leave in the house. No, no, bro. Know, I ain't talking it. about that. I'm talking about thousands. Wow. Now, I probably owe all them now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not paying y'all back. Right. They made a long-term investment, yeah. but that, that's you, powerful. I was studying. I'm studying the way of a superior man right now because we're about, we about to put something out. And Fire. it actually said this, and it's relevant. It said the, 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 the flaw of the masculine is that it believes that eventually things will stop. And it never stops. It says that it, it, it believes that eventually if I just get to this point, everything will be okay. That's the flaw <laughs> of the masculine. So we believe that if I just, once I just make this much money, all of a sudden I'm going to just start investing heavily into my family. Yeah. Or once, once I do this, all of this will be okay. Then I'm going to start working out. But, then I'm going to start reading more, meditating more, that type of thing. And it never works out that way. But watch this. You want to know why? Because you actually said it. We think once I make this much money, we're going into that joint with the wrong mindset. I need to make money, but once my money starts making me this much money, that means, so now all of my time, energy, and effort is not put into making money. I can now put time, energy, and effort into those other important areas or buckets in my life that need more of me instead of more from me. And I need you to break down um, those the, 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 that money-making model as well, because we, I don't yeah. think the people heard that. They yeah, didn't the, hear that. The money-making model is, so here's the front part of it before you go into the model. I did this with a client the other day. I was like, yo, how much do you need? Need. So it's not the want. It's the N-O. It's the need and the options or opportunities, N-O. How much do you need to make every month to live? How much is your mortgage, your rent, car, food? Food, clothing, and shelter, right? You talk about Maslow's hierarchy. At the base of it is food, clothing, and shelter. So what's your basic break-even? Basic e break yeah, needs, yeah, okay. break-even. And so he gave me the number, and I was like, bet. Now, what options or opportunities do you have to make that money? He said, I got a job. Good. So now you make sure that you're making that. Now, what happens is when I'm meeting that basic need, there's pressure, there's stress that's off of me, there's energy that's now I have to go out and start filling up other buckets. So now once I got that basic need met, I already know how much I need to make. Now you got to include in there savings to, multi, uh, to uh, invest, save to invest. So now the money model kicks in. I got a master every single month making, let's say he said five grand, making five grand a month. Once I master that, I have to be a good steward and I got to, manage that five grand a month. That means when that five grand come in, I may not be able to go here, I may not be able to buy this or buy that, but I have to say, let me pay this bill, let me take care of this, let me take care of the family. I'm now managing it, along with the managing says, by any means necessary, I gotta make sure I keep a 700 credit score bare minimum. Not 680, not 692, 700. There's a reason, because seven is the number of completion. Mm. So I need 700 credit score at all. So now, not only am I managing what's coming in, I'm telling my future debtors, people that are going to loan me money to do what I need to do, that I am qualified to play this game at your level. You got some financial character. I got character. I got integrity. So now I'm managing it right. So now that I'm, I'm making it, I'm managing it, I am well prepared to multiply it. Now, once I start multiplying, and multiplying it means every dollar that comes in is on assignment to produce like unto itself. So now my dollars are producing. That's in the stock market. That's in real estate. In my mind, it is passive revenue. It can be active, but it's passive revenue. Passive means I ain't got to work to make it come in. I don't physically have to work to make it come in. 
Now when I'm multiplying it, this is where most people stop. Man, I'm making money. I'm managing. I got a good credit score. My money is making money, and people sit. Now is the time to start moving that money. I got to start moving it around, right? So now, like, moving the money means, watch this, um, the passive revenue that's coming in. I just told my wife, like, yo, we're going to take some of the profit from the passive revenue, and we're going to move it over here into this EFT fund. I'm moving money. So as I'm making money, I'm moving it because money follows movement. Money is just energy. It follows movement. And the more you move in it, the more it's going to be fruitful, it's going to multiply, and it's going to allow you to replenish. Make it, manage it, multiply it, and move it. And I think a lot of us are struggling with just even the, fir- the, the very first one. Well, watch I this. Mean, the make it part. I'm going to tell you why we struggle. Because most people don't know what their number is. Exactly. I, I completely agree with that. It's how, and I also think people don't really recognize that there's a standard of living that you have to determine what your standard of living is. And it's levels. Yes. In certain seasons, think about this, any sports team, typically every season there's some change. Players coming and going, coaches coming and going, staff coming and going. Why do we make adjustments? Because we have a higher goal objective for the next season. We want to be better. But do we do the same thing in our personal lives? Certain things need to come, certain things and people need to go. But the first thing, it, when, when I worked with the NFL, every time I walked in, whether it was the Bears, the Bills, the Dolphins, the Saints, I asked the coach one question. What's our theme for this season, coach? Oh, we doing this. We want to do that. Went to the Bills one time. My man was like, we, the, the goal is to win six games. They had a bad <laughs> squad, right? <laughs> he said, the goal is to win six games. But they got a goal. They got a target. Right. So if I ask the average cat, like, yo, what's your number? How much do you need to make? I, and I ask it all the time. Nobody really knows. Mm. And watch this. If you don't know where you're trying to get to, how the hell are you going to know what you need to do to get there? Aimless. So now you're just on a wheel. I like to say you're hustling backwards because you're working, you're working, and as money coming in, it's not being put on assignment. Right. And it's called think and grow rich. I don't think that thinking aspect. Yeah, I don't even like that. Be. I like work and grow rich. Think, mm. work, and grow rich. Mm. <laughs> I, it's a fire book. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I love yeah. The book. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Coach always got to put his twist on things. Yeah, I like uh, it. You, know, <laughs> you want to know why, though? Like, I'm learning, man. I got a, I got a new – I've been saying it, but I'm starting to say it more. Do what they don't do. Like, I, I don't want to do what everybody else do. I don't want to wear what everybody else wear. I don't want to talk the way everybody else talk. Like, if – and I've been like this my whole life. If the, if the crowd going that way, bro, we were somewhere, and something broke out one time. I don't remember where it was, but I had my wife and my youngest daughter with me, and something broke out. And everybody was panicking and everything. I was like, stay. And I watched to see where the crowd was going. And I said, don't move. Like, they wanted to go follow the crowd. I'm like, nah, we're going to watch. We're not going to react. We're going to respond. Watch, saw what everything was going. Something was popping off, and I heard that it was down there. They was running towards the pop-off. I'm like, we're going this way, and we're not going to run. We're going to walk so that we can see everything that's going on. I'm not going to follow the crowd. So even when I look, I'm about to come off social. Even when I look at social, somebody told me the other coach, you got to post five times a day. The devil is alive. <laughs> I ain't doing that. Now, don't get me wrong. I built my business based on that, but I was doing what they do. But I wasn't being my authentic self. I'm in a new season. So I can't do the things that I used to do because I'm not the man that I used to be. So how do you, how do you reflect and figure out and reinvent yourself going into a new season? Yeah. Like, what does that look like? I allow myself to be myself. Um, authentically me. And that comes from meditation. That comes from being honest with yourself. Like, let's just be real. You know when there's some shit that you ain't supposed to be doing. Your Damn energy right. tells you. Damn right. Like, I shouldn't be doing this no more. Like, even with G-Man, right? We're doing G-Man, killing it, me and Bernard partner with it and everything. But at a certain point, I was like, this is bullshit. I'm good on this now. I still love my men. Mm-hmm. But the way we did it don't work. So, like, mm-hmm. we stopped doing all the calls. We was like, yo, we're just going to do a quarterly retreat. And we agreed on that. And then, like, you and I was talking earlier, like, yo, this is the way you might want to go. This is the way you might. Everything I do is based on the season that I'm in in my life and the energy that I have. I stopped some programs because I ain't got the, that grindation community that don't exist. I don't have the energy. Why? Because I matured. And certain conversations I ain't trying to have. Mm. Now, you, um, you, you lightly brushed over this about alcoholism. Mm. And, you, you know, you are someone who's involved in multiple, you know, men's groups. So you're able to see, you know, how men interact with each other and how they share and how they ha- might have these different problems. But 
I don't think that's something that most men are involved in, these different uh, men's communities. So if there's somebody out there who does have a friend or, you know, uh, a father, brother that might be struggling with something like alcoholism or just depression in general, what are some things that they can do to be able to identify that? And once identified, what are some things that they can do to help that person? Yeah, so I don't know that anybody can help somebody else. You can inspire, you can encourage, and you can motivate. Ultimately, you got to make that decision. Like for me, I didn't even realize I was an alcoholic until after the fact. Because you, you don't want to admit it, that you drink every day. I was doing dope. I was smoking, drinking, uh, occasionally sniffing, um, like all that, selling. Like I was doing everything, not realizing. And I was depressed. And I was stressed. In 2012, I, had, I was 210, and I dropped down to 149. I had this lump up under my chin, and I thought I had cancer. But I drank more. I smoked more, like packs of Newports in, in the bar. And in my mind, I didn't say I wanted to kill myself, but I was like, I don't even care no more. Stuff wasn't working right, money. And I had my own barbershop. I didn't want to cut. Like, I was going, if, as I'm looking back at it, I was going through some major mental um, stress, depression. Like I was probably whatever the scale is on depression, married and everything. And, um, I went and I had, I went to the doctor and they said, we got to cut that out, do a biopsy. But the doctor was like, yo, just looking at it first glance, look like you got lymphoma. And I was like, what's that? Cause I didn't know what it was. I said, it's a form of cancer. I was like, Ooh, right. Mm. And then, um, he said, we got to do a biopsy. I ain't never been cut. I ain't never had no surgery, no broken bones before like that. So I had the surgery, but leading up to the surgery, I saw how much my family loved me. I saw how much my kids loved me. I saw how much my wife loved me. So I went, had the surgery, um, came back, and the doctor had me waiting, me and my wife, for two hours for the result. I was pissed. Right? <laughs> right. I was pissed. I was like, this ain't here, boy. This ain't going to work. But during that time, we had, that was my breakthrough. So it was during that time, my wife, she just out of nowhere just started crying. I'm like, what's wrong? I'm good. Don't worry about it. Now, what I ain't tell nobody was, if I got cancer, I ain't doing no chemo. I ain't doing no nothing. Like, I'm just going to go ahead and check on out. Because I was done. Like, I was mentally, I wanted to be the man that I am today, but my mindset wasn't where it needed to be. Right? And it didn't matter how many times, and this be the thing, man. Cats asked me, yo, um, how did you stop drinking? Right? And I said, the real story is how many times did I say I was going to stop and didn't. That's the story. So as we waiting there, my wife was just broke down crying. I was like, what's wrong? She was like, yo, I, I, I need you. She said, the kids need you. She said, your mother needs you. And she just started going down this list. And it just made me realize, like, yo, I'm important. I'm, I'm, I'm needed. Literally in that room, I made the decision. Before the doctor came in, was like, yo, no matter what this dude say, I'm going all in. I don't drink no more. Just like that. And that was 2000, January 2013, ain't had a drink since. And it's 2022. Cold turkey, boom, just like that. Because the need, what I wanted to do, I'm sorry, what I needed to do was more important than what I wanted to do. The drinking was a want. It was to cover uh, or to medicate the, the pressure and the stress. But every time I stopped drinking, the pressure and the stress was still there. So I just channeled my energy into my family to be the best man that I could be. And I stopped cold turkey. And then when I stopped drinking, all the opportunities and emotions I mean, and the uh, options came. And when, when the opportunities and the options came, I made better decisions because I wasn't drunk. And I don't mean drunk just because I was drinking. Because you can have an addiction. It ain't got to be liquor. It could be weed. But you cannot manage your life if your mind is always medicated. Not gonna happen. Medicated with TV, porn, uh, partying, any of those things. Uh, anything that is taking you away. So, like we say, this anything that's taking me away from my goals, targets, and objectives is not good. But have you sat down and identified what your goals, targets, and objectives are? And that's literally now in this season of my life when I work with people. First question: What are your goals, targets, and objectives next one year, three years, five years, ten years? Coach, why I got to do 10 years? Because we grown. We do decade to decade. Mm. I'm not just thinking about you at 33. I'm thinking about what does life look like at 43? If you sit down and think, bro, I can't wait. I can't wait to be 64 to get prepared for 64. I got to get prepared for 64 at 54. Facts. <laughs> I got to start setting stuff up now. Why? Because that's life. Now, 
it ain't guaranteed that I'm going to be here at 64. But what's a guarantee is I'm here right now. So I have to focus on this. That's where I'm looking to go. And these are the things I need to do every week, every day, every month in order to position me to get there. So I don't want to run a half a marathon, but I got to. I don't want to get big and get tight, but I got to. I don't want to meditate, but I got to. I don't, I don't even want to drink. So I don't want to, bro, I ain't got no friends. I have one dude, that's my man, Alfred, 100 grand. I don't even talk to him maybe once every two weeks. Well, really three times a week because we train. But we ain't picking up the phone like, boom, no, no, no. We don't do that because we got shit to do. We got goals, targets, and objectives to do. We take vacation every quarter. Mental break. Identify where you looking to go. You ever get on the bus and be like, the bus driver be like, where you going? Be like, I don't know. <laughs> right. What shit is that? <laughs> Watch this. When you meet a chick, you going in the bed. What's the goal? Now, all right, ladies, I'm, we're going we're gonna to digress a little bit. You might want some foreplay. <laughs> right. Bro, my wife told me, my wife told me recently, I ain't got no filter. My wife told me recently, she was like, bro, what's up with your foreplay? I'm like, bro, like I ain't got, you know, I ain't got time. She's like, I'm going to need a little foreplay. Like, she came home the other night, I was like, I got you. Right. <laughs> but ultimately, our goal and objective is what? Bus. And the faster I could bust, that's why people masturbate. I, bro, I'm just trying to get it off real quick. And the faster I bust, the more time I got to do other stuff. But you know your objective is the bus. But in business, you start a business. How much money are you looking to make? You ain't, well, I'm, I'm just, no, no, no. You got to have a goal. Damn sure do. I don't even like using the word goal. You got to have a target. So my objective is to run the half a marathon June 12th. My target is two hours and 15 minutes. Mm. Man, yo, Olu, can we please get a goddamn round of applause on this? Yeah, yeah. Let me get a round of applause on this because, I mean, Coach Shout is going to say fire right now. <laughs> listen, this, this, listen, let me tell you, Coach is – um, su such an inspiration. Even when you came, when I found G-Man, when, when you came in my life at that point, it was such a pivotal point because I was in a transitional period. And um, I actually needed that OG energy that you provided. And I'm sure somebody's watching this that needs your energy now. And it, and let me tell you, this episode, it was absolutely felt. I know, I, look, we got to get him back on the show so we got to respect his time because yeah. he's going to be like, hey, last time I went up there, they right. respected my time. So I got to give, give my brother right up on out, any, out any, here. Anytime you talk to the OGs, man, it's, it's extremely refreshing. And, Always. Uh, let, let, me re let me remind y'all of something. Y'all are OGs. There's a young man that needs what you have to offer. So don't just look at every, everybody is an OG. Unless you're a baby, you just born. But if you you in your 30s, you got some cats that's literally in their 30s, too, or 20s that need the wisdom. So don't just it ain't just us at an older age that make us an OG. What makes you an OG is your experience and make sure that you're always sharing that like y'all are doing. And you had this hot line about um when the man becomes mature. Oh, drop that one. real what, quick. What was that one? Maturity doesn't come with age. It comes when you accept the responsibility. Mm. And fellas, I'm digging that. That's how we're going to go ahead and end this one right here. Listen, Coach, Coach, I know they won't want to know how to get in touch with you. Please let them know how to get in touch with you. Rather just Google me. <laughs> you know, I've always been wanting to say that. I like that. <laughs> there, was a, there was a time where if you Google me, you'll see the mugshot. You'll see, like, or Kendall's mugshot up there. Um, but I let my good deeds outweigh my bad. And so, you know, the more you put out there on the Internet, all that stuff go down. So if you Google me, you can go through the first 100 pages and see nothing but good work. Mm. So I send people to Google. Go, go, go check out my work, not my words. Check the work out. Well, if you want to get in contact with him, goddammit, type in Kendall Ficklin on Google, and you're going to see the good deeds. But go to page 101 and see all the bad shit, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. See where you came from. But listen, man, listen, I, thank you so much for blessing us here with your time, blessing us with your presence and your experience. Because we just got, man, I think we got more than, you. you packed with more than 50 years of experience, man. You packed with... I, I can't I can't even quantify what we just got, but I needed that personally because this was this was all relevant to a lot, a lot that's going on in my life. And I'm thankful to have you here on the show. Thankful to have you guys viewing. And I want you guys to make sure you subscribe to this channel and share this with somebody you know that needs it because I know somebody that needs it. So I know you do. But other than that, listen, cop your keep women feminine joint. This that hot joint. Listen, it's a conversation <laughs> starter right here. All right. You're gonna make a friend with this one on. Probably an enemy, but either way, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead and cop this. But thank you for tuning to Harley Initiated. Listen, we are out.